Welcome to Humanize IT, where technology experts meet to discuss business strategy, industry trends, how we can make IT more personal with conversations, not presentations, and occasionally engage in a laugh or two. So today we're talking about thought leadership. And, you know, Skip and I were just talking this morning about, like, you know, how we're doing as a company and, um, you know, like, what if, like, a Microsoft decides to do exactly what we're doing? Could they do what we're doing? You know, could they humanize the IT process? If they got the right people involved, sure. But it's kind of like the 1980s. There's that movie Pirates of Silicon Valley. Uh, I love that. I love that movie. And it's all about Bill Gates and um, Steve Jobs and how they formed their companies. And that first day where Bill Gates is playing with a mouse on the Macintosh, he's like, I want this. Like, I'm his competitor and I want this. And that is what thought leadership looks like. Xerox had already had a mouse. It was a little human interface device that you could use, but it wasn't really on any of the mainstream OSs. It wasn't in DOS. It wasn't in Mike. It wasn't, it wasn't in shell. It wasn't in, um, you know, anywhere that we could really use Atari, Commodore. No, none of them were really using it. You couldn't plug it into your system 36. (laughs) You know, I don't remember back that far. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. Um, I had an X86, and that was like my first. Uh, I think I think we had a TI that we plugged into our TV as our first technical computer with the cartridges that slammed in. Right, for for you whippersnappers out there, the System 36 was kind of the big predecessor to the AS400, and and you <laughs> old guys might remember the AS400s. <laughs> AS400s are still a great machine. I'm sorry. They are. I, yeah. I said it. Yeah. People say, oh, it's an AS400. Yeah, AS400 will walk circles around your it best could. data center. <laughs> yeah. Back in the day. It's a beautiful piece of machinery. Um, it's just crazy expensive. And once you're in the cult, you're there. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes, you cannot you leave. Know, <laughs> the beauty of thought leadership is that it can bite you in the butt, too. Like, if you're too far ahead of the curve, Betamax, um, you will lose to the marketing team. And so thought leadership is interesting because it challenges the status quo. What are things doing and what is the new trend? And so you look at ChatGPT right now. Why is ChatGPT a big thing? Who was the thought leaders there? Why, why wasn't that done before? Like, well, they just happened to put a bunch of disparate things together that were already maturing and they are the leaders now. Will there be more? Oh yeah. And so we're talking this morning about what makes you a thought leader and how do you figure out if you're listening to something called what I refer to as a charlatan um, in D&D. It's an it's a class you can take, it's called charlatan. Learn. That's why I use that term. I'm not trying to be mean to anybody. It's just, there are people that are really good at sounding like they're experts. And there are people who are experts that do not sound like they know what they're doing. And it's two completely different skill sets. And heaven help you if you get in front of a charlatan that's really good at sounding like what they're doing. And it's in an area you don't know. And so you're going to walk in to this and you're going to say, oh, my gosh, this is the direction I should go. This person's a thought leader. And you're going to follow their advice and realize that they didn't know. Yeah, it's a little more centrally a thought leader there. We've all been in the room with those people. Yeah. And it's got the the bells and whistles sort of 
you know, vibe to it. You know, the, the shiny, um, sparkly things that, yeah. you know, Synergy, looks, paradigm yeah. shifts, yeah. winning. And but you have to really, it, 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 it's hard because you mentioned something, you know, if you're not really well versed in something, um, you might not really know. And so they sound good and, and, you know, like, yeah, that, that works at all, you know, with your limited knowledge in that, uh, you kind of have a harder time, you know, adapting to it, but a thought leader is going to be able to really identify what is important and, and maybe not necessarily see right away the steps that are going to be taken to get there. You know, we, um, so maybe I'll use this as a venue to, um, you know, get my, my witness check here. I had another Adam, you were right moment, uh, this morning, we were talking about some new elements in our software and Adam started talking about this a year ago, almost. And I was hesitant to get onto it because one, I'm thinking about the steps, right? How, how are we going to make this happen? And there wasn't any steps to get there, all right? It, it, was, it was beyond where we could go at the moment. But as we've worked through this, Adam working back and me working forward a little bit, you know, we're able to connect all the steps so that we can get to what is really important. And, and that's a challenging place to be. And so for, for a thought leader, I guess the, the definition is going to be they have to know what is important. And regardless if we have a way to get there or not, because if you know what is important, then you can figure out how to get there. If someone just tells you, hey, do these steps, you're really following blindly. I mean, it's it's like that person who gets into their car and, you know, brings up the directions, you know, with Google Maps or whatever, and just starts driving. And they don't realize that, you know, it led them on a, you know, 30 minute drive that all they had to do was make a U-turn and go down this other way. And they could have been there in five minutes, right? You really have to know where you want to go. What do you want to do? If you understand that and you're listening to the right thought leaders that can give you that influence and that insight, then you're going to make some progress. But if you're just following blindly, you're, you're going to be living your life following Google Maps. Yeah. And you can kind of tell, like, if, if you've kind of been in the same kind of rut for a while now, you're like, wow, my clients aren't listening to me or I constantly keep having the same issue then you're you you had said it earlier you're you're kind of like just following along you're you're running the playbook and you're not really defining anything new now the the trick here is is that not everybody's brains are wired for thought leadership this is not a bad thing people you, not everybody is built to be a thought leader thought leaders are terrible at following process they're terrible at details. They are awful at these things. And it's just the way the brain works. Your brain can only do so many things. And so if you ever do like an Enneagram or something like that, where you discover your strengths and weaknesses, and you know some people are visionary, some people are process-oriented, some people are um, empathetic. And you see like these, the thought leaders tend to be people that are very analytical, 
and they're very visionary. But then if you if you put them in a company and make them an employee, they will absolutely die and throw and and just just get crushed because they can't. They have these great ideas and they can't implement them because they're too busy being swallowed up by processes. Now, what's frustrating is you get a visionary with analytics in sitting there going, I just need people to take care of the details for me. But then they hired a bunch of people like them that also don't <laughs> yep. like details. Yep. And so you've got to think a thought leader needs to be married to a uh, a detail uh, and, and, and you know an empathetic person who's able to say, oh, I see where this is going. Yes. And I see the steps yep. to get there. So what I say is it's the it's the Steve Jobs and the Wozniak relationship. Yep. That's it. That is it exactly. Jobs would come up with the impossible idea and then Wozniak would make it possible. And Jobs just got used to that, which like Jobs is almost like this ultimate charlatan. He has no idea, but he knows what he wants to have done. <laughs> That's it. That's it. He was like almost 100% thought leader. And so the, the, but he was by far not a perfect guy. It's kind of, you know, you see a lot of leaders out there who are just horrible human beings. It is terrible to people. (laughs) They have have no concept of what it's like to be empathetic, but they're changing things. And that's because they have thought leadership behind them. And so what we want to do is we want to, we want to get to this point where we have people working together. So as a thought leader, you have to listen to what your people are saying and how to get there. At the same time, you're like, okay, I don't like the status quo. I want to change this. So when we started seeing the next gen antiviruses come out, those were really cool. Somebody came up with this idea of using heuristic algorithms to predict behaviors of viruses rather than memorizing behaviors of viruses. And that was great. It changed how things were done. Would the existing McAfee, Norton gotten there? Yes, they were on the right track. But they were so committed to the process that they were following that the thought leadership wasn't there. Yeah. They were all about finding better ways to download the DATs, finding better ways to consume the libraries. Mm -hmm. And they were so focused on being more operationally efficient, they forgot that there is a new way to do things now. And this is where it does not involve any of your processes. And this is where you can make those big leaps in, in your organization, whatever you're trying to do is, you know, we get into these modes where we get good at stuff and, you know, we work on it and go, you know, I made this 10% better last month. I I think, you know, this month I can make it, you know, 11% better or whatever. We, We just get into these micro improvements, but it does get better and better and better. But at some point, to really be successful, you're going to have to take a big step. You're going to have to do something that doubles or transforms. You're going to have to move beyond just the micro improvements in your environment. And and that's that's where you really need to understand what it is. Well, what do I yeah. want to do? Where am I going? What what is our big goal? I mean, when when you set out to, you know, you take pages out of history, you know, big explorers, and they saw this mountain, right? And they're like, there, we want to go there. They got no idea how they're going to get there. They don't really understand, you know, what is between this last, you know, mapped, uh, you know, uh, documented section on the map, and there's just empty space. And then far off in the distance is this little icon for a mountain, right? Uh, 
but they're going to, they're going to figure it out. They're going to work with the team. They're going to move that direction, but with the right thought leader in place, you at least know where you're going. You know what the objective is. Uh, you may get a little closer and realize, oh, that mountain was actually hiding another mountain. We really want to go there. All right. We're going to go one more peak beyond, but uh, at least you're, you've got the vision to, to see where you want to go. And, and then you can get a team. Then you can get your skills and your resources aligned so that you're pushing in that direction. So if you're, if you're listening to a thought leader, you need to make sure that you are really understanding the, the vision that they're casting. You know, what, what thought is, are they trying to put in your head that is going to grow, that is going to become your thoughts? If, if they're just giving you thoughts and say, think this, do this, that, that's not a thought leader. But a, a thought leader yeah. should empower you to begin that process yourself. Yeah, the, um, the, the best example I have of this is to watch that TED Talk on voice inflection. It's, 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 it's something I just love to reference all the time right now. This guy gets up on the stage and he has an inspiring speech about voice inflection. And he captivates and he brings you in to make a really good point so that you will understand what he is saying is important and you're listening so that you too can listen and understand his points. Now, I love watching people on stage. I am your biggest critic if you are ever on a stage and Adam Walters in the audience. I just sit back there and I'm like, Oh, no, he lost there. They got it back. And like I'm watching and analyzing everything you're doing in your presentation and just tearing it to pieces in my head. Because I have ADHD, I'm, I my mind wanders, but I've kind of trained it to wander in the right ways as best I can. But the idea is that you need to think of what's being said on that stage in front of you. So that person across, even when you listen to this podcast, what are we trying to tell you? It's not always thought leadership. Sometimes it's just good advice. Sometimes we're just ranting about something. But when we <laughs> yep, come across yep. something like, wait a minute, that doesn't make yes. sense. And then it, it gets explained to you. So when you have somebody on stage who's trying to be a, a horse expert, and they're explaining to you the great things about horses, why they're awesome, the beauty of them, the maj majesty of the different bloodlines that are out there, and how to care for a horse, and all this stuff. And then you find out that they've never actually worked with a horse in their life. They petted one, and they went to a ranch. And that's the way in technology you have people who talk about le IT leadership, but all they've ever done is work they had, they had one msp where they're like a you know like and then they sold it and now they're a leader that doesn't that doesn't make you a leader um or you were on a security outage and now you're a security expert no it doesn't really make you an expert it could um depending on what you learn from it and how many times you you have to be able to say in experience as I've been in these situations, here is how we steered them and, and were successful. In my, in my IT leadership, I worked with employees who were struggling 
And here's how I helped them succeed. And having those great examples is how we know that this is not a charlatan. This is somebody who actually has advice. The advice may be good or bad, but they're speaking from experience and they're tying it to what they predict the future to be. And there's where you start really getting thought leadership is when their predictions start coming true. When I, when you see somebody on this podcast and they say, Hey, you really need to stop wasting words and you'd have better conversations and you follow their advice. And what they said, Hey, if you have these better conversations, like Sean Mayer said back last fall, and you find out that this client now starts caring about you and caring about your relationship, that's a thought leader. Say change the way you thought and took you down a new path that benefits you. They are coming up with these things that you just you just didn't know yourself, and they brought you down a new path. Years ago, there was a thought leadership. Uh, I think it was Gary Pika came up with the idea of the VCIO, right? Was it, was he the one who, or he was the MSP? He came up with the idea. He was of the, the MSP. MSP. Yeah, yeah. No, he was the MSP. And now it's a it's a common thing for people to do MSPs. And then you know we have been on this narrative for a while. So is there a next generation? to technical leadership. What does that look like? Everybody wants to be that success model. And so you have a lot of people out there trying to pretend, fake it till you make it, to be the thought leader so that you'll buy their books, subscribe to their podcasts, and pay them to be on stage. And so, but there's some people like, I like to think we are, you know, charlatan-isk, you know, we're, we're trying to do our best. This is our first company yep. we've ever run. Well, kind of first company you've ever run. Yeah, um, yeah. Skip's a serial entrepreneur over there. <laughs> yeah, but smaller scale. But, so. you know, you're honest about what, who you are. And then you say, hey, if you do this, I think you can enter and you'll end to be here. And then we start saying, hey, what we've noticed is people who are here and doing this end up here. And then you start seeing that model start to work. And you're like, oh, crap. We know when MSPs walk in the door with their client and engage with them in this fashion, they walk out. The client is richer and the MSP is richer. That's it. Well, and, and I think we see this model. And now we have experience and we have testimonials and we have a history to back it up. So that thought leadership we had three years ago has been validated. And now you know it's working. And so that's our model. Our model is that we are thought leaderships in the account management and the, C the VCIO space on how to deal with technology when it comes to business best practices. And that is what we bring to the table. Are we doing it correctly? I think so, because our MSPs are coming back to us and saying, this works. It's simple, it's stupid, but it works. Yeah. I just need to talk to my clients. That's it. Yeah. In the right but context, talk to, yeah. the right talk to the right, right thing. Well, to, to circle back a little bit, what you said a couple of minutes ago about the experience, um, I think that is step one. I mean, you, you need to make sure the thought leaders that you're listening to have the experience, but that experience can't be in a vacuum. All right. It can't just be their experience or you're never going to. Well, it's going to be really hard to make your experiences any more than theirs. And so I think that experience is the genesis for branching out and 
absorbing and engaging with other people's experiences and, and listening and doing these different elements. You know, I, I look back in my career and that's one of the most fortunate things that I feel like I've been able to do. I, I've been in the role that many MSPs are, but even more, I've had the opportunity to engage going back a couple of decades almost now uh, with many more other organizations. And I, I really am one of those people that I, you know, sometimes I, I do kind of talk and I wish I could slap myself on the head and say, shut up. But there is this constant ongoing process in my brain where I'm listening to what else is going around and analyzing mm -hmm. that and deep diving on that. And for me personally, I, that is my, like I said, my greatest fortunate thing that I've worked out in is, is to be able to understand and see how things operate differently for different organizations and then try to connect the dots. What is the common theme here? What is the element that's working or needed across all these environments? So it, it is a, it, it's a kind of a complicated deal, but it, it is very much a blended element of, you know, do, do they personally know and do they have, you know, that second, really close secondhand experience? Uh, and, and that's a challenging, you know, thing to manipulate and, and cultivate. Yeah. And listening and consuming. So I tell people, like, if you are an expert, so this is different than thought leadership, expertise and thought leadership are two different things. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, an expert should be able to walk into a room on a topic that they know with a whiteboard and a marker and nothing else. You guys have heard me say this a hundred times. And then they should be able to incorporate the ideas of the audience into a solution by the end of the seminar. That's how you know you have an expert. And if somebody walks in with a PowerPoint and they sit there and read the PowerPoint the whole time, no, they're a process follower, which are important people and we love them. However, a thought leader is able to take expertise and marry it to predictive analysis and say, hey, we see where things are going. And if we behave in this, if you, the audience, behave in this way, we're going to see you prosper over the next five years. If you behave this way, if you change your behavior to do this, you will now be able to do that. And so thought leaders tend to be like over and over. They are correct. No one knows why. Steve Jobs was, I keep using him as, an, as, a, as a poster child here. I'm popular. He was a jerk yeah. by all standards. However, he was right a lot. He, he could see what human, the human behavior would be that would work. And he flipped multiple industries on their head because of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about that, you know, many times it comes up, you know, the our, our love of blackberries and, you know, how that product line got incrementally better. You know, you're you're on you're on your 8600, you know, that that nice little brick and uh, and then it upgraded. And then, you know, I think I'm getting these right here. The 7900 series, you know, was was better in different ways, but you know, we got more color, uh, more options, you know, more apps showing up, they're incremental increases and that product was getting better and better, but then it ran into 
Steve Jobs, and he flipped the industry with this big giant phone. And, and we all thought, you know, where's my keyboard? You know, we're just going to be talking to a big my keyboard. You know, and there were these challenges. And and to be honest, you know, that that first version of the iPhone was really snazzy. I mean, it looked cool, but I remember trying to get it to work with business apps and get it to work in, you know, a real business environment. And it wasn't easy. And so there weren't the steps in place, but yep. we had enough out there and then we could build it. We, we could bridge the gap between the two. So um, it, it is, it, it's difficult, but you have to really understand where, where you want to go to make yeah. that happen. And if you look at what the predictive model is, everybody is doing the iPhone style now. Yeah. Before it was keyboards and screen. Now it is all touch. And if we look at different models, we look at the Macintosh. The Macintosh changed the way computing environments ran. You know, it, it was a thought leader. When you look at um, ChatGPT, that is a thought leader. They're changing the way natural language AIs work. I'm sorry, they're changing the way AI is seen as an, and maybe get a natural language. And so we have things that are happening. Like right now, I believe in the MSP industry, we are sitting on a process-driven environment where a lot of MSPs have been tricked into becoming retailers. They're best buys. Mm -hmm. they, yep. are, they are addicted to reselling. That's fine. If that's your model and you are addicted to reselling, go ahead and keep doing it. However, the cash is to be made because all these retail companies are going to start going direct to consumer, just like Amazon is. Yep. And so what you want to happen is you want to be known for, I make my money off of services, being there with you and helping your company succeed. Doesn't matter where you buy your stuff from, I am there to help you. And that is the direction of the MSP industry. This I've been preaching this, Skip has been preaching it for the past absolutely. like 12 to 14 months at the very least. Oh yeah, you have absolutely. to be service orientated. You cannot think in terms of asset management anymore. You cannot think in terms of warranties. You cannot think in terms of how many products can you push out to your audience or what's the next product that you can push out to your audience? You need to be thinking, what does my client base need that I can help them with? And then you can become a thought leader because you're going to learn about the businesses in your area and you're going to see of the 10,000 technology solutions out there, which ones are going to help their business get an advantage over their competitors. Yes. And that's how you become a thought leader. You have the expertise and you have the forward looking so that you can predict where the businesses need to focus to get a competitive edge over their competitors. Marrying your two sets of knowledge together, you're going to be awesome. So That's when it comes to thought leadership, you got to look at people as do they have the expertise and are they predicting where we need to be? Or do they just want to predict where we want to be? Do they want to be seen as a thought leader or are they actually a thought leader? And so it's, it's a hard thing. Like, are you a thought leader? Sometimes like I'm a, I am not a thought leader in sports. I don't, I don't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you who is going to win next year. I don't know where sports are going. Um, but you know, when you have somebody who can help you see the future, who can help you predict what's going on, and predict the change that's going to happen. Now you have actions to take. Oh, that's where the world is going. That's where I need to be. Okay, I can get there. Now I'm on a thought leader. 
this is the future of phones. This is the future of PCs. You can either get on board with this or you can fall behind. That is how you know you're listening to a thought leader. You look at their history. Have they been right in the past? Are they going to be right today? Will they be right in the future? And yeah. why? And it's not right? always going to be 100%. I mean, that's, uh, you know, we're all, um, you know, human. And But even in that, what was the idea right? You know, what were their, their market, you know, 2020 and, and the whole COVID deal, a lot of plans got derailed for a lot of organizations doesn't mean they were wrong. It means we had to adapt to meet, you know, the uh, the needs and the environment in that was going on in the world. But are we still moving in the right direction? Is what we are focusing on really the right thing? And, you know, if we can keep a track, if we can keep our eye on that, if we keep track of what's really important, then we can get there. Then we can yeah. develop the steps. We, we can be methodical in, in working towards those elements. You just got to make sure you know where you're going. Yeah. And, you know, and you always have to be bleeding edge, people. Nope. <laughs> Sometimes nope. the status quo is the best place to be. You know, there's lots of people who try to be forward thinking. Uh, like Divix. Divix was a wonderful company. They were forward thinking. They had the right idea, but they just it wasn't the right place for it. You know, and we have this narrative in the technology industry all over the place. It was a thought leadership, but it's got to be the right place at the right time. And you got to be willing to make the change. And that change has to benefit you, not just a person on stage. If I'm up on stage and I'm talking to you as a group and what I'm saying is not benefiting you, it's not going to help you, walk out. <laughs> you know, or, you know, get on your phone and play Bubble Breaker or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> just do it quietly. But- if, nice. if, if you are being, if you're in an audience and you are resonating with the speaker, ask yourself, why is this helping my company? Is it helping me personally? Am I going to be able to take something away from this that I can implement that's going to allow for the success for me, my clients, my family, my friends? And that's, gonna, that's how you're going to get there. Absolutely. All right. Well, this has been a great talk. This is a, this is a hard topic. We should revisit this every once in a while just because thought leadership, especially in the channel, there are a lot of charlatans out there. A lot of people who are trying to pretend to be security experts, leadership experts, who are trying to be financial experts because they have a they've they've seen a horse, you know, (laughs) and, you know, versus the person who is adaptive and is listening to you and saying, you know, I hear your situation. Here's what I would do. Anyways, thank you for coming on. Uh, Thought leadership is a hard thing. It's a hard thing to predict. It's a hard thing to notice. But usually when you see somebody who's a great thought leader, he's like, that person gets it. I want to listen to more of them. Thank you, Skip. And we'll see you next week. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us today. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, comment, and check out our Facebook page. Also encourage others who want to see IT Transform to subscribe as well. We could always use your help. 